Okay, good morning to all. We are Be'ezrat Hashem studying today Luchot De'ot, fourth chapter, Perek Dalet. Um, this chapter happens to have in it Harambam's view on medicine, um, on how somebody should keep his body healthy based on the medicinal and medical knowledge of Harambam's time. So we'll be starting Halakha Aleph. Now not all of what Harambam says here is Halakha Moshe Mishinai. Not all of this is surely right. Um, a lot of what he brings is true till today, but a lot of what he brings um, may not be medically valid today. And don't take, if you see something that he says and your doctor tells you otherwise, be sure to listen to your doctor and Harambam himself in the Morene Bukhim, Hel Gimel um, says that, obviously, talking about all within the realm of Halakha, all within the correct boundaries of Halakha. Okay, so we'll be starting Halakha Aleph. Ho'il v'havayat ha'guf, bari v'shalem, b'derche Hashem hu, shehara i'efshar sh'yabino yeda'a v'hu chole, seeing that maintaining the body in a healthy and sound state is derech Hashem, is the way of Hashem, yes? For it is impossible that one might understand slash know or know if he's sick. And by understand or know, he's talking about Torah and understanding related to the wisdom of the Torah. So because being sick impairs one's knowledge of the Torah, one must make himself far from these things, from things that destroy the human body, the physical body, and put himself in a way and train himself to, to, to be, to go and to do things which make him healthier and cure his body and do not do bad things to his body. Halakha <clears throat> bet. Always, somebody, and these, again, these are rules that Haram, based on Haram Bam's um, medical knowledge in Haram Bam's time. Not all of it has to be um, right according to our times, as these are things which evolve, um, you know, based on science and new developments. Okay. A person must never eat uh, eat unless he's hungry. And he shall not drink unless he's thirsty. Right? So don't just eat if you feel like eating because you're in the mood for something tasty. And he shall not um, uh, leave his excrements in his body when he feels that he needs to um, uh, clean it, that he needs to relieve himself, even a single moment. However, um, more, um, a person, rather, whenever he needs to um, relieve himself, he should go and relieve himself immediately. Halakha gima. Lo yuchal adam, a person should not eat until he fills his stomach, but rather he should reduce the amount of food he eats to about, kemo means about, a fourth of his hunger, a fourth of the quantity that would make him full. So if X makes me full, if X food makes me full, okay, then I would eat X divided by four. And a person shouldn't drink water while he's eating, but rather should have a little bit of water. And with that water, he should mix some wine. And Anabam, I believe, says in another place that the red wine is the better wine. If I'm not mistaken, I may be mistaken. Um, and just one thing about drinking during the Saudah, um, Today, it seems that in modern, uh, according to modern science and medicine, 
drinking during the Sa'uda is not something which should be abstained from. And here we see a single an example of something that isn't 100% um, in Haram Bam, isn't 100% according to today's um, health, knowledge, and science. And that's okay because he was writing this to people in his time and in all times, but he gave the medicinal knowledge that he had in order so that people could, so to speak, follow um, the best that he could give. And when the food starts digesting in his his body, in his uh, digestive tract, he drinks what he needs to drink. But he should never drink too much, even when the food has already properly digested. In other words, he shouldn't fill himself, overfill himself, and we know this could cause problems with the bladder. And also, a person shouldn't eat unless he checks himself well for um, bodily excrements and makes sure that he does not need to relieve himself during the meal. And then if he needs to relieve himself during the meal, it's, so to speak, problematic. Um, I'll give a reason. In the days of Harambam, for somebody to relieve himself meant having to go um, to to walk to the nearest um, uh, bathroom, the nearest public communal bathroom, and relieving yourself. And not all cities, not all places had these had the you know a communal bathroom had bathrooms. Not everybody had a bathroom. Um, it's said in the Gemara in Babel, some cities did not have bathrooms, and Hachamim used to uh, always. It, it was a very difficult. Thing for them to find a place in which they could go and if you're in the middle of eating and you do and, and you have to now go and so on and so forth it'll disrupt your eating and it's not good mm. a person shouldn't eat until he walks a bit before he eats he should walk a small amount of time before eating until his body gets warmed up or instead of walking in order to warm himself up, he should do um, anything. He should do anything that, that causes his body to get warmed up. He should do some sort of work, some sort of um, manual labor, and or anything else that causes his body to be a little bit um, warmed up. Now, um, I'm not going to get a, through the whole chapter if I were if I was to stop for every little thing into the what what it, you know what it, how it compares to today we would not be able to finish it would take us a very long time but I will just say that also here um, not this is not necessarily how modern medicine sees things how modern um, health science sees things the rule is the general rule is a person should exercise his body, body and tire it every day during the morning so that it'll perspire. So lahom is also, it's connected to sweating. In other words, it's not only a, a warm-up, you know, if you feel legit, you know, so he sweats a little. And then he should rest a little until his nefesh, until his physical being, his physical body feels a little bit... Um, easier right he just walked he just did some sort of manual labor he should rest a bit so his his pulse his heartbeat goes down and then he eats and if he took a warm shower or bath um cleaned himself with warm water after this it's a good thing and then after of course after he um does does this he shall eat he should wait a little rest a little and eat so always, when a man eats, when a man sits to eat, okay, he should sit in his place, and he should lean to the left. Why does he need to lean to the left? Um, for the very simple reason that also today, in modern medicine, it is said that it is good to lean to the left a little. How come? Because our body, we have two, so to speak, pipes in our neck. One of the pipes is the one in which we breathe air from. 
And one of the pipes is which the one in which food comes into. It's called the esophagus. Now, the esophagus is on our right side. So if we lean on the left, we're giving our esophagus space for the food to enter it. And a person shouldn't be walking or riding an animal. And he shouldn't um, commence in manual labor or do anything. And do something which will um, ramble his body. And also, he shouldn't um, do any, you know, go, go for any tiyulim, for any walks, any, any longer walks, until the food properly digests in his body, in his stomach. And obviously, this is something you feel. It's a, it's a felt thing. Everybody has his individual time for digestion. And anybody that goes on a long, on a walk, or um, on a longer walk, after he ate, or he does some commences in some sort of manual labor after he eats, we're talking about directly after one eats. He's bringing, he will bring upon himself bad and serious ailments. Um, the day with the night together is 24 hours. It's a 24 hour cycle. It's enough for a person, and we're talking about the maximum amount of time, to sleep eight hours, sorry, to sleep a third of 24 hours, which is eight hours. And it should be at the end of the night. What do we mean by the end of the night? And it should, so it, it should be that from the beginning of the person's sleep till the sunrise, it is eight hours. However, of course, in order to pressure harit, you need to wake up before uh, sunrise. So obviously, a person needs to wake up a little beforehand. He has to calculate his time, again, according to the ideal um, situation, so that he sleeps eight hours before the time he needs to wake up in order to make it to tefillah in the correct time, which is zirihata uh, hama. It's um, but, or maybe what Harambam says here to Ale Hashemis is referring to alot hashahar, a time which is um, before the ziriha. I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna make any clear cut decisions on this. Now we see here eight hours. Um, definitely agreeable with today's science. And it ends up uh, here. He, he, and he says it here. And it ends up that he would um, arise from his bed before sunrise. So exactly. So so um uh, so exactly what I said previously. The person doesn't wake up exactly in sunrise. He has to wake up pre-sunrise. Obviously, in the ideal situation, um, the ideal is to pray in Hama with sunrise. Um, that's for another section in the halachot. Halacha he. Lo ishanadam, lo al panav, velo al orpo, ela al sido. A man, a person, should not sleep, not on his face down, not with his face downward, not with his face upward, right? Not on his back and not on his stomach, but rather on his side. And Hachamim explained this. Um, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that Harabam explains this halacha later on in Chodeot, but the explanation is that it brings a person to um, an erection which is is not wanted according to the halacha. A person isn't allowed to bring himself to this state. Now, he brings a differentiation. At the beginning of the night, when one is sleeping on his side, it's better for him to sleep on his left side. Why? Because his digestive system is on his right side. The digestive, the easier, the digestive, the di sorry, the digestive tract is in the middle of the body, but it leans more towards the right side. And towards the end of the night, the person can switch to the other side, so to speak, to keep the blood circulation in his body balanced. And a person shouldn't eat. Right after right uh, sleep, right after eating. 
כמו שלוש שעות או ארבע שעות, ולא יישן ביום. Rather, a person should wait after he eats his last meal of the day, three or four hours, and then go to sleep. And then Harambam finishes, ולא יישן ביום. And one must not sleep during the day, must not take a nap. This is, again, this is a halachic, um, this is bordering on halachic, Okay, not necessarily a medicinal um, thing. It says in Masechet Berachot, you're not supposed to sleep during the day. Um, it seems that, and I'm, I'm not making a clear-cut decision, but it seems that if somebody who would benefit health-wise from sleeping during the day, based on the health science of his time, okay, obviously, um, considering that it does not impair um, his Torah studies, his work, his, and so on and so forth, and it's all within the realm of the halakha, it seems that it would be okay, and it seems like what Harambam is giving us here is um, what is correct according to his um, his day. Halakha ha'id. Devarim ha'meshalshelim et b'nei ha'me'ayim. Laxatives. Yes, laxatives. Things that cause... Um, the digestive system, the bowels to be softer. Such as grapes, figs, um, strawberries, agasim. Um, agasim are not, uh, according to some, some perushim, um, agasim in modern Hebrew mean pears, but it seems that what he says here, agasim, is more is referring to plums, and watermelons, and not only watermelons, um, the red, you know, the regular watermelons, also regular melons. It seems that the word watermelon, chiar um, in Arabic as well, encompasses in it um, regular melons and watermelons. And what is called cucumis sativus, okay, or cucumbers. I'm pretty sure kishuim are, um, well, you could just Google it. I said the name. Um, all these things are laxatives. If a person eats one of these things, he should eat them in his meal before he starts his meal. In other words, before the main food. He should not mix them with his meal. Rather, he should wait a little until they leave the um, top digestive tract. And then he should eat his food. Things that are stressful on the digestive system, like um, pomegranates, ufarishin. Um, I'll give it. The, I'll give you guys the Latin name. It's called Cydonia. Um, in modern Hebrew, um, again, Cydonia. If anybody wants to Google it later on, I will Belinetta share a list um, to anybody that wants to do research on these names and apples are today's pears these things um, which are stressful on the abdomen on the uh, digestive system a person should eat them right before his food he should not eat a lot of them because they are obviously they're stressful on the digestive system also today we it's agreeable that these things may be digestive uh, um, stress on the digestive system, not saying whether they're healthy or whether or not a person should eat them or not. Halakha zayin. We're going to go a little bit faster now. I'm going to higher the pace because really this is, again, all um, a little bit less relevant than some of the other halachot um, for the reasons it stated before. If a person wants to eat meat, in other words, cow meat, Yes, if a person wants to eat cow meat, um, somebody seems to be not muted. If you could please, um, Ramin, R-A-M-I-N, if you could please mute yourself, it would be much helpful, very helpful. Thank you very much. When a person wants to eat meat and chicken together, first eat the chicken and then eat the cow meat. And so also, eggs and chicken we see we have the less and the more um he, eggs are so to speak less um d- uh, difficult on the digestive system and and meat is supposed to be a little more difficult on the digestive system 
You first eat the one that is apparent that is less um, stressful. Okay. Also, meat of a um, uh, of behemadaka, a less large um, uh, cattle like um, like sheep and goats and so on. And meat of larger cattle such as cows. First, eat the, the less the the one of the smaller cattle. And the rule is always eat what is easier on this digestive system, and then continue with what is a little bit harder. And this does also work with today's medicine and health. In the days of the summer, the hot days, obviously, different in every place. Eat the cold foods. Yes? And don't eat spicy foods. And eat, more like, moreover, drink the hummus. Hummus is literally a translated vinegar. Um, but anything that is that has some sort of, that is sourness, um, could fall under this. Um, and in the days of and in the winter days, the days of the rain, a person should eat hotter foods, and should also and may add some spices, not too much, all in moderation, of course. And should have some mustard and some hiltit. Hiltit is what we call ferula. Um, I will Berliner will send a list again. Um, with all these names. And on this rule, a person should adhere to this rule based on the place in which he is in and the time in which he is in. And of course, if somebody lives in um, North Siberia where it's winter all the time, then take winter and so on and so forth. Somebody lives in the Sahara Desert. Yes, um, or in Israel where it's hot most of the time. There are foods which are bad, which are terrible, which are very bad. And it is correct for a person to not eat them at any time. For instance, the large salted um, old fish, in other words, cured fish that are old, okay, very, very unhealthy. And old cheese, so old old salted cheese, or cumin and mushroom. Yes. That's one perush. Another perush says that kemehin are also a type of mushroom. And old salted meat. They used to eat these things on a regular basis in certain places. Especially in Haram Bam's time, the Yain Megito and wine that just came out of the um, uh, that just came out of being pressed, yes, just came out of being um, uh, you know, out of being pressed. And why? Because what happens was they used to step on the wine in something called a gut. They used, they used to really step on it with their feet in order to to speed up the fermentation process. And what would happen is. There would be some sort of bacteria in this wine until it fermented and had alcohol in it, and then it would be undrinkable. It would be not healthy for human consumption until the alcohol kicks in a few weeks into the uh, fermentation process, and then the wine would be drinkable. And any food that that was out uh, until it had a noticeable smell, and any food that has a bad taste or a bitter taste, these things. For the, for the body are like a drug of death, are like, really, are killers. I'll just put it in that way. The Ramash poison. And there are foods that are bad, but are not as bad as the previously stated ones. And therefore, it is um, good for a person to abstain from these, yes, and not eat them too much, but rather a little, and after many days. And he should not regulate himself to eat 
from these in a, in a regular basis or eat them with his with his regular meals always like large fish and cheese anything cheese is just saying cheese and also the um the reason is really because the cheese in Haramab's days was um uh, there was no refrigerators of course so all these things would rot quickly and would have much much more bacteria no regulations like today and milk that was out for 24 hours after it was milked and meat of large bulls and large sheep yes or or rams i think is a sheep or ram ram is the um uh, the male sheep and the fall which is beans and lentils and sapir sapir is um bread made of barley only unleavened bread and um bread that was made out of um uh out of uh barley and bread that was that did not rise and cabbage um leek we call um till today we have we eat this it's called um uh, we call it karat we have this on rosh hashanah every year sefaradim even some of the ashkenazim besalim and onions garlic hardal and mustard which is um uh, which is radish all these all these are bad foods but not as bad as the previously mentioned um continuation the person should not eat from these um and he should eat from these only very very little and only in the rainy days and the cold days but on the days on, on the days that are not winter he should not eat from these at all and the beans and lentils alone a person should not eat from them never not in the days of winter not in the days of summer um that's it, uh, good to abstain from them completely and um uh, which is one moment and pumpkins it's halloween i should know that and pumpkins also should be left only for the summer season foods which are bad but are not as bad as these previously mentioned ones behind off a mine a chicken of the water more known as a duck and small pigeons and dates and bread that is roasted in oil or bread that was kneaded in oil and the fine flour that was sifted all the way sifted very much until it did not have the smell of mursan and mursan is the part of the wheat there's two parts to the wheat there's the part of the whole wheat bread has Holy bread has this brown part in it, which is called mursan, which is, which is supposed, supposedly healthy. Um, so he's saying overly fine flour that does not have any of this left in it, he should not eat from it. Vehasir, um, fish oil, it's a type of fish oil. Vehamuryas, another type of fish oil, um, which is uh, which they used to use till very recent times to eat the bread with. The, Adam, the person shouldn't eat from these at all. It's 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 not good. He should try to abstain from them. And a person who is wisdomful and smart and is koveshet yisro and knows how to um, not be carried away by his desires. Loi mashecha harta avato. He should not be. Um, um, he should not mehila. A person who, who can control himself should not be carried away by his desires and wants. Should not eat from all the, afore, the aforementioned anything. Rather, only if, unless he needed them for health reasons, for medicinal reasons, then, of course, we would let him eat from this. Um, again, according to Harakbam's times, all these things.
הלכה ט"ו. לעולם, always, ימנע אדם עשמו מפירות האילנות, always some people should abstain from fruits, from trees, ולא ירבה מהן אפילו יבשים, and he should not have a lot of them, even if they are dry, ואין צריך לומר רטובים, and of course, um, doesn't need to be said that wet fruits from trees should not be eaten, אבל קודם שהתבשלו כל סורקן, הרי הן לגוף כחרבות, but before they are properly ripened, they are like knives to the human body. And so also the carobs, are always bad for the person's body. And all the, the sour fruits are bad. Sour means like citrus fruits are bad. And people, and you should not eat from them. People should abstain from them only and only eat them in the summer and on the hot days. It's interesting that in Eres Israel. I'm going to mention this very interesting fact. In Eres Israel, all the citrus fruits come out. Their season, their main season is in the winter, is in fact in the winter. Um, and apparently, according to modern science, the best time to have these citrus fruits, which are packed full of vitamin C and other very important vitamins, is actually, in fact, in the winter. And um, figs and grapes and almonds are good always, בין רטובין, בין יבשים, wet, dry, ואוכל מהן כל אדם, ואוכל אדם מהן כל סוכון, a person should eat from him, from them, as much as he wants, אבל לא יתמיד באכילתן, but still, shouldn't eat from them too much, right, everything is good in moderation, אבל פי שהן טובים מכל פרי האילנות, even though they are better than all of the fruits, um, the, the trees, the fruits from trees, um, if anybody wants, there is a place in Yerushalayim, called, uh, a stand called Isha, uh, this guy called Isha Trogin. He loves selling this drink and he calls it Mashkeh Rambam. Um, if any of you Be'ezrat Hashem come to Israel, you will see what I'm talking about. Halacha Tetzayin. Hadevash Vehayayin. Wine, uh, sorry, I switched the order. Um, honey and wine. Ra la ketanim. Ve'afil hazakinim. Is bad for small people, for, for little people, for kids, and is good for elderly people. Ve'chol sheken bimota geshamim. And... Um, particularly in the rainy seasons. And a person's um, consumption, food consumption, should be in the winter, uh, in the summer, two-thirds of what he eats in the winter. A person should always endeavor to have his bowels soft, right? Um, near and close to looseness, okay? And this is a very um, big, important rule in, in um, health science. As long as there is um, complete constipation or very high difficulty in, one, in relieving oneself, um, bad sicknesses come on the person's body. Definitely... Um, definitely very, very relevant to today. Halakha Yodhayet. This is a longer chapter. This is a pretty long chapter, and so is the next. Belineder. Um, I will try to get it done in a, um, you know, in a, a kind of not too fast, not too slow. Um, but it obviously, as you guys could see, is taking longer than most day, uh, every day's classes. Halakha um, Yodhayet. And how should one um, soften his bowels? Mm. If they became, um, if he became constipated. If he was a young person, he should eat every morning salted things, okay? Salted things that are pickled, okay? Spiced. With oil and muriyas, which we said is a certain fish oil of melach belopat, and should have salt um, and with more salt without bread. Usually, this thing is dipped in bread. Or or should have the pickled juice of spinach, or or cabbage in uh, oil and salt and muriyas, which we said is the fish oil. But rather, if he was an old person, he should have honey. In, in in hot water in the morning, you should wait four hours 
about four hours, and then um, proceed to eating his meal. Oh, you should do this day after day, three or four days. Um, all according to his personal need um, until he is cured. Um, the thing with the honey really is a very helpful thing um, in today today's science. Um, and another important rule they said, and by they, Harambam is talking about, again, the experts in health of his days. Um, I love this one. This is one of my favorite halachot in in Chodeot. As long as somebody exercises, okay, and challenges his body a lot, in other words, all, obviously all within the normal realm, the Enosabayan is not full, in other words, full from food, and his bowels are not tight, no sickness will come on him. And his and he's and he will stay strong, and he will become stronger and stronger. And even if he ate some of the less good foods, his body will be able to cope with those things. Um, Chawi, I think we lost you for a few seconds. If you could repeat this, please. Which halacha? Halachat. Um, this yotet, yes. Yotet. Oh, yot, okay. Yotalet, whatever. Mehila. Yes, I will repeat. And another very important rule that was said by the modern um you know health science in harambam's days um as long as somebody exercises and keeps his body always in a state in a non-static state and does not overeat and makes sure his bowels are soft no sickness will come upon him and he will only get stronger even if he ate some of those less recommended foods, he will still um, be healthy. Um, just by the way, if anybody, if the connection goes down, thank you, Yaakov, for telling me, if the connection goes down or something, please be sure to let me know so that I don't just um, speak to myself and that you guys have bitul Torah. Uh, it's important. That's a very important uh, thing to keep in mind. Continuation. Um, um, anybody who sits static, and does not exercise or somebody who um, does not relieve himself when he needs to or somebody who his bowels are um, restricted even if he ate the healthy foods and even if he kept himself according to the to the to the health to the proper health recommendations all his days Notwithstanding that he does the health, that, that he um, acts according to the proper health um, that he is instructed, he will be machovim, he'll be in different pains, and he'll be weak, and he'll be weak, this person. In overeating, eating quickly and fast and a lot, that is that is by definition, to the person's body is literally like a death poison. And if somebody wants to be sick, he should do that, um, and he will surely be sick, according to Harambam. Halakha kaf. Most of the sicknesses that come upon people are because of eating Unproper, improper foods. Or because he overeats, he fills his stomach and overeats. Even from those healthy foods, and this is what King Solomon said in his wisdom. Um, he who guards his mouth and his tongue, he guards his soul against distresses. In other words, that he who guards his mouth against eating bad foods and overeating and guards his tongue and guards his tongue from um, over-speaking, um, as we mentioned in the previous chapters, a person should only speak what he needs to speak for what he needs. Halakha, um, Kaf Aleph, wow, very long chapter. Um, 
הלכה כ"א, דרך הלחיסה שייכנס אדם למרחס משבעה ימים לשבעה ימים. They used to have these bathhouses and they would enter them um, and he's saying that the right way to do is go in every seven days and a person should not get in um, right before eating if he's hungry but rather um, when the food starts digesting properly in his stomach and when a person is in the bathhouse he should um, rinse his body only in the in those in that water which will not scar him but rather than his hair his head he, that he should wash rinse with water which is a little hotter than he would wash the rest of his body in and then he should continue with warmer water the rest of his body and then continue with even warmer water um, bordering on cool until really he washes himself with cool water um, put on his head, not overly cool and not warm, rather hot, like he said before. And a person should not um, rinse himself with cold water in the winter days. Obviously, this could turn somebody to be sick. And somebody should not rinse himself until, and this is according to the but still relevant till today at a certain level it's best for a person to rinse himself after he perspires a little and a person shouldn't be too long in the bathhouse um, he should only be until and I will explain he perspires tires his body cleans himself and gets out the bathhouses they had in his days were like what we call today a Turkish hammam these bathhouses it was more like a, so to speak, sauna um, in which they had bowls of water which people would clean themselves with um, after, so to speak, heating their bodies. Um, very close to what we call today a Turkish hammam. They have that in spas and hotels. Halakhat of bet. Uvodek asmo khodem sheikhanes lamirhas ve'achar sheyesein. A person should check his, um, uh, he should check himself for relieving himself, to check his bowels before entering the minhas, before entering the shower, and after exiting the shower. She may have said it will come up, you know, because if he needs to, um, he needs to relieve himself while he's in the shower, it will be problematic for him, as we previously stated. And also, one should always check himself before eating and after eating the and before um, the relations with his wife and after relations. Before exercise and after exercise, and before sleeping and after, um, and when he wakes up, altogether, that is 10 things. Um, when a person leaves the bathhouse, by the way, the reason Arabam is saying these things is because they weren't they weren't known to the the, the regular guy was did not know anything in health. People used to die um, from food poisoning. People used to die from lack of hygiene, and people still today do die from lack of hygiene, like like flies. I'm it's not nice to say it, but people that that was one of the it's still today till today is one of the big most common causes of death, proper improper hygiene, and that's why Arabam is making making a point. To tell us all the ways of the hygiene, how to eat properly, all these things till today still are extremely, extremely important. Um, and that's why Arambam really is um, teaching us this in these lengthy halachot, halachak of Gimel. When a person leaves the shower, the bathhouse, he should put his clothing. And the bathhouse was divided into the inner quarters of the bathhouse, which was legit, um, which was literally the part where people used to sit and clean themselves. Then there was the outer quarters where people used to be um, undressed. Then there was the outer outer quarters in which people would be usually dressed, and from there they would leave. So there were three, so to speak, levels, three rooms in which a person would enter um, while he's entering the bathhouse. So when a person leaves, he covers his head in the most outermost um, part of the bathhouse so that his head does not get cold. Um, even when it's hot outside, even in the hot days, you should be careful with that. And a person, after he leaves these bathhouses, these bathhouses, which are a very strenuous 
thing on the body. He should sit. He should rest until his he is um, calm and undistressed. And he should rest his body and allow the heat which he um, the heat which he um, uh, you know put his body through. He should allow it to, to dissipate. And then if he wants to eat, he should eat. Um, this is all if he wants to eat. And if he um, slept little between the bath, being in the bath bathhouse and eating, um, that is very good. I think... Um, Tell me if anybody, you know, you guys are the ones listening. I think we're going to do a break. Um, next halakha, we'll do a break, and we'll proceed to finishing this this chapter today. Um, I would love to finish the next chapter. I do have some time, but that is, again, that's up to you guys. Um, I'll let, you know, if, tell me yes or no, whatever you prefer. If you want, we could continue to finish the chapter as well. But I, I recommend that maybe we do a break now after this. Um, anybody? Okay. A person should not drink cold. Joey, let's finish this chapter right now and then we'll take a break and we'll take it from there how we do with next chapter. No problem. Okay. Okay. Fine. Because if you know, if you guys are tired, like <laughs> I don't want to overtire you guys. Okay. So, a person should not drink cold water after exposing his body to that heat of the midhas, which is, by the way, very, very smart because it's known that if you expose yourself to to different, you know, um, different extremes quickly, it could um, cause sickness on the body. Um, and of course, a person should not drink in a minhas. That is, for a few reasons, one of the reasons is the person is undressed. How could he say beracha? Unless he's drinking for the fu'ah, unless he's drinking to, because um, he needs it for health purposes, and then he doesn't necessarily need to say beracha. But if a person is extremely thirsty after he leaves them in Has and cannot hold himself, then he should mix the water with some wine or honey and then drink. And if a person um, uh, rubs honey on himself or or, or oil, um, while sorry, if a person rubs oil on himself um, in the bathhouse in the day in the winter days after he cleans himself, that is a good thing. Halacha um, kafhe. Yes. A person. Okay. So I'll just say before this halacha. Um, in. That till very recent times, it was common practice to um, allow to do something called hakazat dam, and what it is 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 that they would take out a certain portion of blood from their body. They would puncture, make a puncture in the person in the arm, and allow some blood to flow out of the body. Um, this was considered very very healthy. Today, today it is known to have some health value. Um, but we don't have to do it this way. You, a person can do it by um, doing um, a do blood donations, if he so pleases. Um, but in any event, in his in Hanabam's days, it was common practice to do this, and it was considered very, very healthy and very important. Much like taking a shot today, a vaccine. That's that's about what the Hakazadam was in the days of Hanabam. So the person shouldn't regulate himself. To always um, do hakazadam. I'm going to call it hakazadam. I'm not going to call it something in English. The term hakazadam is, again, for allowing the blood to come out for health purposes. Um, so a person shouldn't regulate himself to do this hakazadam always, and by always means too much in a super in a in in, in, in a way that's you know more than um, than the person could handle, and he'll give the amounts. He should do it unless only if he really needs it. And a person shouldn't do dam, not in the winter, not in the summer, not in the extreme um, um, weathers of the year, in the extreme seasons, but rather, 
but rather in the days of Nisan, spring, and in the days of Tishri, which is fall, Tishri is the month in which we do Rosh Hashanah, Nisan is the month in which we do Pesach, and somebody who's above 50 years old should not do Haqazat Dam at all, and a person should not take the blood out, do Haqazat Dam, and enter the bathhouse in a single day, it could be very dangerous, um, and a person should not do Haqazat Dam, and then proceed to going out, um, uh, uh, to, to going on the road, um, and to go on the road in Haram Bams day did not mean entering your car, turning it on and driving. It obviously meant um, a very strenuous activity in which a person would go for miles and days um, and had to be in a caravan of people and it was very dangerous and a very strenuous activity on the on the physical body. And therefore, doing Hakazadam and this in the same day is not very recommended. And also not on the day in which he comes back from the derech, which he comes back from being on the road, um, because also he just passed a very strenuous activity. In fact, the halakha permits he who who comes from being on the go, baderech, uh, and there's a very uh, specific definition for being baderech, not to pray for three days. Um, I'm not making pesach halakha here, obviously. Um, that is an ilchot tefillah. In the day which a person does a kazadam, he should eat and drink less than what he is accustomed to eating and drinking. And a person should rest in that day and he shouldn't exercise and he shouldn't letayel, he shouldn't walk um, longer walks. Halakha kafvav. Okay. Okay. Shikhvat zera, the seminal fluid. This is the power of the body, and this is um, the power, it's the physical power and the psychological power, and it's what gives light to the eyes. And as long as somebody allows this to come out, the body becomes um, uh, becomes ruined, becomes tired, becomes, so to speak, ruined, it's bad for the body. Yes, and his his um, physical power is, um, so to speak, lowered. He becomes weaker. and his life, obedim. What does it mean, obedim? I personally, not one hundred percent sure, but I think what he means is, for the time being, he, so to speak, it sucks the life out of him. If I had to say it in um, more modern terminology, and this is as King Solomon has said, um, do not give unto woman thy vigor, um, and your ways for, um, uh, in other words, don't, uh, don't be close to the politicians. That's how I would translate it. Um, which all, which all destroy the body, all these things. Somebody who is always, um, engulfed in, um, sexual uh you know activities and and connected with the malchut and connected with the uh political leaders these two things are what tire a person and, and so to speak ruin the body anybody who is engulfed in uh intercourse elderliness jumps on him and he's always tired and his eyes are darkened and bad smells come out of his mouth and his underarms and his hair in all parts of the body his head his eyebrows his um his uh eyelashes um comes out falls off but on the other hand his um the hair on his head and his eye and his eyebrows and eyelashes, that's what falls off. However, the hair on his legs, underarms, and face becomes um more coarse. And his teeth fall. And a lot of pain other than these come on him. Um obviously, even had a bam knew that these things do not happen to to, to every person. So what is he talking about? 
in other words, to any healthy human being, these things, we don't see people with their teeth falling and so on and so forth. So what is he talking about? There's something called um, the diseases, which people get when they do, when they um, indulge in these activities. And these diseases cause much more than what he brought here. Um, and really, somebody who's engulfed in uh, d doing these activities all the time, yes, will necessarily, most likely, receive some sort of disease. And um, I think this is what Haram Bam is alluding to, maybe. Um, but if anybody disagrees with me, I'm, I'm not going not gonna to argue about that. The doctors, one out of, of a thousand die from all other sicknesses, and the thousand, in other words, the other thousand, from um, overindulging in intercourse. And therefore, somebody, people, Need to be careful in this um, in this thing. If you wanted to live properly and healthily, person should not have relations unless um, he finds that his body is ever is strong and um, fit. And he is um, and he has. Um, uh, Erections, not to his, um, not to his want. And even when he's not paying attention, and he finds he feels heavy from his waist downward, and as though the, um, the testicles are are um, pulled, and his skin is hot. In other words, he's perspiring a lot. This type of person does need to um, do ba'ilah, um, have relations, and it's refu'ah for him um, to do this. It is, it's healthy for him, of course, 100% within the confines of the law and the halakha. Um, I once heard somebody say, oh, because it's a, if it's refu'ah, then, you know, it's mutar to do whatever I want. So obviously not. And it's, it's, it's even laughable that people would infer this from harambam. Halakha... <laughs> a person shouldn't have intercourse if he's full. In other words, he just ate. And not if he's hungry. Rather, after the food properly digests in his digestive system. He should check, um, make sure that he does not, not, make sure to relieve himself before and after the um, intercourse, in other words, make, check his bowels before and after um, having relations. He shouldn't do this standing or sitting, and not in the bathhouse. And not in the day in which he enters the menhas because his body is weak. And not in the day in which he does hakazadam, as I explained previously, when a person allows some of the blood from his body to flow out for health purposes, and this, of course, weakens the body. And not in the day in which he goes out um, um, on the go, on the road, and not in the day in which he comes back. And not before these days and not after these days because his body is weak and it's, um, so to speak, dangerous for a person to do such things. It'll, it could bring sicknesses on the person's body. Now, I like Haram Bam gives us his warranty, his guarantee um, if we keep these halachot. Anyone who trains himself in these ways, which we just pointed out, which were pointed out by Haram Bam, I assure him, Haram Bam, in other words, assures him that he will not encounter sickness in all of his days until he becomes old and passes away and dies from old age. And he will not need a doctor. And that his body will be preserved and, and healthy, um, um, uh, you know, well-preserved and healthy throughout his life. Um, unless, um, didn't want people... Hasbishalom suing him. Um, 
unless he had his body had propensity for sicknesses and so on from the beginning of its conception, in other words, from when he was born, or um, so, so right, so genetical problems people have, um, or if somebody was or if somebody was uh, regulated himself to enter bad habits from also early on, and these bad habits were ingrained in his system. Um, again, Harabam, it seems that in Khutbi'at Harabam does um, have the notion that most traits are fixable, right? Of course, we're not talking about cases in which people have actual physical damage, but even traits in terms of, uh, even even mental traits are, are, are fixable, or meant most likely. I believe here he's talking about a physical trait which he couldn't, um, I'll give an example, like Tourette's syndrome, if anybody knows what that is, things like that, which somebody cannot control. Or if famine or um, uh, plague come onto the world. And all these good rules um, that we said, the correct a person, only a healthy person should go in these ways. Or but somebody sick, or somebody who one of his limbs are sick, or somebody that um, regulated himself in bad habits for many years, like smoking, for instance. These people have other ways which are healthy for them to go and other um, things that they should do based on their sickness. As is, um, uh, uh, you know, spoken about in in the books, of, in the medicine books. And there's another thing um, which Arambam is saying, by the way, when... Um, Problems in the menstrual cycle also signify some sort of beginning of a sickness. Um, any place which does not have a doctor, okay? Somebody sick, somebody not sick. So he just told us previously that if you're sick, there are special ways in which are healthy for you to go. This is according to the doctors in your time. If you don't have a doctor, if you're in a place where you don't have a doctor, so you should not move from the things that Harambam said in this chapter. Because all these things, all the rules of conduct laid down in this chapter, they each lead to a good aharit, to a good end. Um, I would say, of course, today there are certain... Um, you know, thing, um, common rules of health. And this is what everybody should go in. And of course, Haram Bam, as I mentioned previously, and the Moreno Bukhim mentions this as well, that go according to the doctors. Um, so there are some people who propose, no, Haram Bam said in the stick to what he said. No. Obviously, um, things that are unhealthy, written in the should um, physically should not be practiced. And... Um, I won't. I won't. Uh, you know, say more on that. Halakha la medgimel. Kol ayir she'en b'ha asarad evarim ha'elu. En tamid hachamim rashay lagur betochaha. Now Rambam goes to explaining us a little bit about tamid hachamim. So he, the end of this halakha and next all of next chapter is about that. Um, any city which does not have one of these ten things, a tamid hacham, a tamid hachamim. In other words, a, a disciple of the wise, but not of the hachamim, not hacham, and there's a difference. I will believe later on, if, if we have a chance, I will speak about that. He's not allowed to live in the city, which doesn't have these following ten things. A doctor. The uman. And uman is somebody who um, does the hakazat dam, as previously mentioned. And a bathhouse. And a bathroom. And Running water, such as um, a river or a um, uh, stream. 
ובית הכנסת הסינגוג ומלמד תינוקות, and a teacher for the young, specifically Torah teacher, this will be um, uh, expanded upon in Ilkhot Tamut Torah, Velablar, and a scribe, and we're not only talking about a scribe in the, in, the, in the Torah sense, we're also talking about somebody who knows how to prepare all kinds of documents, and those who collect charity, okay, in the name of the public, in other words, those who are um, by the public, they, those who represent the public in the charity giving, they ask, they, they ask whoever's, they bring the charity in, and they give it to the poor, and a bedin, a tribunal with police powers, but more specifically, means malkut um, and all the punishments um, which should be done. Um, obviously, today we cannot necessarily have any uh, a bedin like this, but uh, a court like this. But um, uh, obviously, we work with what we can. So whatever out of these 10 things that we can have and that we must have, uh, and, and that we can't have, we must have. Um, Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.